Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to Life of Education's podcast. Uh, it's been quite a while, and now we find ourselves towards the end of April in uh, lockdown with COVID-19. So Caroline and I have taken to our first Zoom podcast, and for those watching, um, for those listening, I hope the audio is okay. Um, so let's give this a go. Today we're with Taco Fleur, and Taco is a world-renowned kettlebell um, teacher, trainer, kettlebell instructor. Um, it's our first practical course on the site, so we've we've got now an actual one where you can go learn how to move with with a tool in the gym. So. Uh, Taco, I'll let you expand on that if you want to introduce yourself and tell us where you are in the world at the moment. Okay. Um, yes, at the moment I'm in Italy. Uh, we moved here about uh, January the 1st. And uh, we're on lockdown, <laughs> as everybody knows. Uh, as for myself, um, I've been into kettlebells for over a decade. Um, absolutely love it. It's the best tool you can work with. That, that's my opinion anyway. And yeah, I just uh, have a big passion for kettlebells. Uh, I keep learning more and more about it, all the things that you can do, and I love sharing it with people. Yeah, how did, how did you get into kettlebells? Yeah. How did I get into kettlebells? Uh, my wife, she's Australian. Uh, I, I lived in I Australia. That. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to you guys on your YouTube channel. I was like, yes, a fellow Aussie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brisbane. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So w when we moved there, when we had our son, which is about six, 18, 19 years ago now. Jeez, time flies. Uh, 19 years ago, we moved to Australia, uh, and when we got there, my wife was always into fitness, and I, I'm a bit of an entrepreneur, so I helped to set up uh, like a boot camp type of thing back then, and uh, while she was doing that, uh, she had kettlebells and all that, and I saw those things, and you know, I liked them, but we didn't do much with them yet. But then we started uh, uh, opening up a gym. We had two gyms in Australia, and we, we hired some trainers. And uh, some of these trainers uh, inspired us to do a lot more. And from there, you now when you have your gym, it's sort of like uh, we lived in it, and we just uh, had the time to explore the kettlebell more. So from there on, it just grew and grew, and I wanted to share uh, the passion that I had for the kettlebell. And ever since, I've just uh, been exploring it, you know, all the things you can do with it, strength, cardio, endurance, mental toughness, flexibility. It's endless, really. So, yeah, yeah th that's how it started uh, back in Australia. And um, I have a question for you. I know when we were off air, we were talking briefly, but can you, I, can you please tell me what's, what's it like being in Italy right now? I know the whole COVID-19 crisis, everyone's kind of getting a little bit over talking about it and, and over being stuck in the house, but I'm just curious, what's it like over there? It's not fun. It's not fun at all. Uh, I'll wake up and uh, both my wife and I will look outside to see if the world is still there in the morning, you know? It's like 
sometimes I have to punch myself to actually see if this is a dream or not. You know, I'm actually like, uh, what is this? It's like a sci-fi movie. Uh, I'm just like, this can't be true, you know. We're locked inside. How can this be? The whole world, it just doesn't make sense. So many questions. But the moment you start asking questions, everybody around you goes nuts and says, you know, you're a conspiracy theorist and you just shut up and just stay inside because it's for the best of everybody. And uh, I guess that's what you do after a while. You shut up and you just oh, uh, stay inside. Do you know one thing that I agree with you? It's it's a little bit scary to see that a different opinion is no longer allowed. Um, but mm. I think people should encourage people to have a conversation about okay, well, like we're trying this strategy, um, and this is what it's like for everybody right now. But it's okay to talk about our opinions and what other strategies are. Like, are you guys actually allowed to leave? Because I noticed when I was watching some of your YouTube videos, which are great, like the YouTube workouts that you're doing for the community. Um, you guys are doing them just outside, right? So you're allowed to go out. Uh, we're allowed to go outside the house and we're lucky uh, that we're staying with uh, the real estate. Like uh, that's a long story too, really, really funny story. Uh, we're actually staying with the real estate that helped us out. Um, and he's got a big property. So when you see us outside, it's just on his property, basically just outside where we're, where we're living. We're, we're just like so in, a, a closed in area. Yes, yes, yes. It's like his garden, basically. So, yeah, yeah. we're quite lucky. Uh, I can't imagine people that um, have a studio or something and they need to stay inside this studio this whole time. Oh, I wouldn't be able to do it. I would rebel. Okay. Yes. Yeah. What part of Look Italy are you in? Sorry? What part of Italy? Are you up north or are you, you down south? Uh, up north, uh, oh, La Spezia, yeah. so more, uh, uh, I think south is uh, down where the boot is, the boot yeah. is the bottom, I think, and we're more at the top, um, just uh, 300 uh, kilometers away from Rome. And you said okay. you just moved there in January? Yes, yes, that's right. Where had you been before Good that? Good timing. Yeah. <laughs> Where have we been before that? Uh, before that, we were in Holland and we just came back from the US uh, and we ran some workshops and all that. Uh, and before that, we were in Spain. Yeah, basically in Spain, we, we stayed there for four years and we said it's uh, time to move. Like we're gypsies, basically. We like to explore the world. We, we're like, uh, we only got one life and there's so much out there to explore. So we want to see all the countries. Like we had a whole list of countries that we were going to go through, but a lot happened uh, along the way, like <laughs> so many things. And now this, so now we're stuck basically for a while. And do you, yeah, yeah. what I was trying to get to, do you carry your kettlebells with you everywhere? Like as you uh, if we can, yes, yes. Uh, like if we travel by car, uh, we definitely take kettlebells. Uh, so uh, last year we went to the U.S. for a couple of months, and we just buy kettlebells there. We always need to have kettlebells. We can't be anywhere without kettlebells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so Taco, I know we wanted to have this podcast with you because we really wanted to talk about your courses and kettlebells, but I actually want to pick your brain a little bit about something else. So considering that you're such an influential person in the fitness industry, what do you say to people in this time right now as fitness professionals, as fitness enthusiasts, how can people get through this, especially in terms of mental health, in terms of their business, in terms of their own physical fitness? What are some of the strategies that you're using and uh, what advice would you have for people that are in this COVID-19 thing? Uh, well, first of all, uh, you got to stay positive. Uh, it's very hard, but uh, the main thing is... Uh, your mental, uh, where you are with your, your your mental level. Like if you wake up every morning and you and you're not happy, then uh, that flows through and everything else uh, in your body. So that's number one. You got to stay positive. Um, uh, personally, uh, I do what I always do, and that's uh, having cold showers, um, uh, drinking a, a lemon. Sorry. A little bit of Wim Hof technique there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, you could. <laughs> I, I took hot, hot, uh, cold showers before it was the Wim Hof, uh, Wim Hof technique. But yeah, <laughs> I've always uh, believed in uh, cold showers. But yeah, um, I, I wake up in the morning and I take um, a, a lemon, half lemon, with hot water and some honey sometimes and ginger, just uh, all that stuff that uh, a lot of people have forgotten about. I believe. Because everybody these days just wants to pop a pill, you know. Oh, your, your immune system is down, just pop a pill, you know, or take an injection. But uh, all these things, uh, you know, they take an effort. You got to look at what you're eating. You got to pay attention to how you feel. Like your body tells you things, you know. Like uh, if you're lacking something, there are signs that your body uh, will display like a black... Uh, marks on the eyes or um, uh, fingernails that uh, don't look right. Uh, so many other things that you can look at, even your stool, you know? Like people don't like to talk about it, but uh, your stool, like your poop, <laughs> it tells you a lot about what you eat and how your digestion is. So these are all things that uh, people forget about. But anyway, to get back to the point, you need to look at um, your insights first, your health, your mental health, and then after that comes uh, fitness. You got to stay active and uh, work on flexibility, range of motion, strength, endurance. Uh, these are all the things uh, we work on, and we just uh, try and stay fit. And as a fitness professional, I think in these times we need to share ideas and give away a lot more. Uh, like I've always been uh, giving away a lot. Uh, it actually started out as just all wanting to be free, but I found that people didn't trust it and don't uh, value it as much if you give things away for free. So you had to put a price on it, and the higher it is, the more they value it. Uh, uh, but besides that, at the moment, I always say, you know, here is uh, something that you can buy, of course, but if you don't have the money, contact me and I'll give it to you for free. It doesn't bother me, you know. I like to share with people. I want to help people um, get into kettlebells, basically. 
Yeah, that's one of the things when I was uh, scrolling through your YouTube channel, I noticed that you had so many um, followers, like your subscribers are like 50,000 people, it's crazy. And, uh, and that you guys were so generous with your time and with the instruction and I loved like seeing you guys get really up close to the screen and then saying hello to every single person that was popping up. Like that was really nice to see that, especially because it gives people a sense of like connection and like, you know, we're all in this together, we're here. So what would you, what would your advice be to business fitness owners during this time? Like, what are you guys doing for your business? How are you guys staying afloat? Uh, we're not doing uh, anything different in regards to the business really. Like uh, it, it's gone down the sales, that's for sure. Like uh, we, we used to live off uh, Amazon sales. And they've gone down drastically, and uh, a lot of other stuff happened there. Like uh, advertising costs increased, but the sales have gone down. Uh, so, but yeah, your question is, what do I recommend for the business? I don't know because I haven't really changed anything. We're just doing the same thing, and we're just sitting it out. Really, that's that's all I want to do. I, I don't want to be like the other people and take advantage of this whole situation. I don't feel right about that. I don't even want to use the words uh, COVID-19 or virus. I, I don't want to write them down. You know, you see all these other fitness instructors, oh, get your COVID-19 program or this or that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be part of it, basically. That's good, I like that. That's, that's quite honest of you, to be fair. Like, um... I think what I've noticed on social media is now everybody, all of the trainers, because I'm a my day job is to, to work as a trainer. I have a, a PT company and a coaching company in Dubai, as well as a life of education. So keeping an ear to the ground and watching what the industry are doing, everybody quickly jumps onto their balcony or onto the living room, given here's what you need to do in when you're in isolation. And I always wonder, like, who's the one that's speaking from an expertise? of experience you know like nobody's been in this position before how does anybody know what you're supposed to do i think it's very honest of you just to simply say look i don't know what to do like you guys are just writing it out me and my guys we've we've made some changes but primarily we're just we're just writing it out you know we're just sitting back and we've uh we've not suddenly scurried to the online world and like pushing stuff out and selling this subscription and selling that it's just like okay well this storm has blown in let's hunker down let's protect what's really important for us and then hopefully when the storm passes and we kind of, we step out back into the real world, we look around and things are still the way we hope them, they will be. And we can continue to kind of fly our flag and, and, and do our trade at that stage. Um, so anyway, I don't want to, I don't yeah. want to hijack the chat. I, I don't think it will ever go back to normal again after this though. I think. I uh, agree. You know, I agree. <laughs> Nothing's going to be normal the way we expected, uh, the way it was before. It's just, I don't see it uh, happening, which is really sad. Uh, Look, I do too, but then at the same time, I also feel like uh, as a society and as a whole, we've moved so quickly in one direction without opening our eyes to what we're actually doing. I think everyone's just been like like a little rat race, just going on and on and on. And all of a sudden, everyone was traveling and everything was going from one place in the world to the other place. And we didn't really see what we were doing to the environment or to the animals or to anything like that. So I hope, my hope is that this is a bit of a slap in the face to all of us to 
okay, we actually can't treat animals this way. Maybe we've been very negligent in how we all interact and communicate. Um, so hopefully this is kind of like a little bit of a change that we need. So yeah, I agree with you. I don't think things are going to be the same, but hopefully we can elevate our consciousness to, okay, things are going to be different in a better way. That's the hope, my hope anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you on that. Uh, I hope uh, a lot of people wake up and realize uh, that uh, a lot of animals feel like this, uh, sitting inside. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, and don't fucking eat bats. <laughs> a lot of people are like, oh, the Chinese, they're eating bats, this and that, and look at how they treat the people. Yeah, I don't like seeing that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> do you really think it's so much different if you eat meat in the Western world? The only difference no. is you don't see what's happening. You just don't yeah, see no what's happening and because it's behind closed doors. But it might be even worse, you know? Like uh, these animals here, that, that they're, they're locked up. They're locked up for, for ages and then, and then they're being brought to the slaughter. You just don't see it. Somebody else does it for you and that's the difference. Now, I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I'm not a vegetarian, you know, completely. But I, I tell you what, I've... I've definitely cut down on my meat uh, for a while already. Like uh, from, uh, maybe I eat meat once a week now, you know, and that's rare. And still I feel bad about it. But uh, I'm not saying anybody should, uh, everybody should become a vegetarian. Everybody has their own choice. What I am saying is that we should look after the animals and show them a bit more respect. Uh, I agree. During their life. And uh, I don't believe, I don't believe in all this um, big factory, big corporations, money, money, money. I don't believe in that. And that's really a, a big issue because all the farming and all that is just about money, 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 big, quick, 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 as much as possible, as cheap as possible. But I, I wish we could go back to just um, being local farms, you know, where families care about the land, care about the food. And they all say, oh, it's not possible because there's not enough land. I don't believe in that. I don't believe it. Okay, I've got a question for you. Uh, tell me what you've learned from, from the last, like, however long you've been in lockdown. Tell me what you've learned from this whole situation and this whole crisis. Uh, that I have a lot of friends on my timeline that I need to get rid of. <laughs> yes. Uh, what else have I learned? I don't know. Uh, yeah, that 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 is the first thing that comes to my mind. So why would That's, you get rid of them? Just for, for peace of mind? Like, what's the, what's the motivation? That's, what that, they're so, that I feel like they're so deep into something that is so... Like, they're, they're, that they're not seeing where this is going, you know? Okay, so then, that they're not seeing this, where do you think this is going? Where do I think this is going? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, more surveillance. Yeah. Uh, more surveillance, that's number one. And everybody says that's a good thing because you, you can be safe, this and that, but it's not going to just be used for that eventually, you know? Okay, maybe the next 10 years, but there are going to be laws that you don't agree with, you know? 
uh, and then they can catch you just like that. Uh, I don't know uh, how to. Have you, yes. have you ever read uh, George Orwell, 1984? No, 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 I have not. If but you're into this stuff, you should read George Orwell. It's a, a classic, but um, it's I'm, very similar. Does it sort of describe where we're heading to? Because that's what I, I see people saying. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's a book written in like the early 20th century. George Orwell was predicting mm -hmm. what life would be like in 1984. And he split the world into like Eurasia, I think it's Oceania, and then like another continent, figuratively being the US. And there are, there's a war going on in the, in the distance that you just have reference to. But in the state that the character is in, it's heavy on the uh, surveillance. It's heavy on the thought police. You're not allowed to think a certain way. And if you speak a certain way, then you end up going to this magical place, which is no longer a feature in the book. And then it, it kind of, uh, uh, it's where the idea of the thought police comes. And like, uh, mm. it's a very inspiring book when you read it now, but also- It's very scary. Didn't, yeah, I mean, actually now it's probably near 100 years old now. He wrote it a long time ago where he saw where the world was going. So very, very, read it when you're in a good mood because the end of it gets pretty tough to read. I'll just say that. Look, yeah. Parker, yeah. in saying that, one of, look, something, something that I feel is a bit of our responsibility as our generation is to make sure that we continue to have these types of conversations. Because if we, if because I feel like with you, when I watch your mannerisms, you feel like you're almost a little bit like I've given up. Like this is what's going to happen. Everyone's going to surveil us. Okay, but it's like we can still have these conversations. We can still say no to being implanted with things. Look, who knows? Maybe not. But we can still have mm. an intellectual conversation about whether or not we want to move into this direction. I know Keith is like looking at me like, stop talking about that. No, I love this. I happily talk about this all day. I don't mind. The thing I always worry about with when these chats are like, I just don't know if we have enough information to really formulate our own opinions. Do you know? Like I love listening to you talk on, I like listening to you, Caroline, and I'm absorbing it. I'm paying a lot of attention Personally, with my, I'm in my parents' place at the moment. I've been locked out of the UAE with the borders. So I'm watching the news with my dad here, and I'm paying a lot of attention to what's happening in the States with them protesting the lockdown. I think that's a very yeah. interesting strategy. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens when a population refuses to go indoors and stay like, suppressed almost. I think... History needs to see what happens when that strategy is taken. I think if a year's time, COVID-19 comes back here, COVID-20, whatever, comes back again, and the government clamp down on everybody again, it's useful to have what's happening in the States happen now, because at that point you can say, well, like New Zealand shut down early and they've suppressed the spread. Great. Well, can they do that twice or three more times in their economy? What happens if they all protest? Well, we're seeing what's happening in the States unfold now, slowly. So, Or Sweden, who didn't even lock down at all. They're just chilling and herd, herd mentality, like just going out there. Like, yeah, like who knows look, what the best way to do this. But I think it's very interesting. And I, I, my point is I love listening to, to people like you guys just talk. It's just like, hmm, I didn't look at it that way or I didn't look at it that way. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah, it'd be great if everybody just opened up a bit more. But uh, everybody immediately is like, now this is the way it is. You're a conspiracy theorist. And conspiracy theorists, you know, that, that might, it's been associated with madness, basically. But if you really think about what it really means, it it's just means that you're questioning things, you know, and mm -hmm. that there could be some people that want to do something that isn't good. Uh, yeah, whatever that Look, is, you know, I yeah. tend to agree with you as well. Like I, I have been in like health science and um, all of that. I have a background in that. I don't necessarily think that all of these lockdowns are a great idea either. I'm just going to put it out there. Just looking at what it's doing to people's mental health, to job security, to the other facets of their life. Yes, they're not getting COVID-19, but they're losing their jobs. And they're losing their mental health and they're losing their freedom mm. and they're losing uh, their sanity and everything else that comes along with with uh, a social construct um so does does that outweigh yeah. uh like getting yeah. a flu-like virus i don't think so and if we're doing it for COVID 19 why haven't we done this for ebola and for aids and for malaria and for the flu and for every other virus that comes exactly. along. So yeah. It's kind of like, oh, is this the right approach? I don't know. I don't think any of us know. But are we still allowed to have the conversation? I think we should. And I think yeah. you and me and Keith, we should all be brave enough to still have a conversation about about this rather than like, oh, okay, I'm in a police state. I can't say anything anymore, even if I have a different opinion, because where does that take us to next? Um, so that's just my opinion on it. But just, I just wanted to go back onto this. What have you learned from this whole experience as a fitness professional, as a business owner, as someone that's currently living in Italy? What have you learned aside from blocking people on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> what have I learned? I don't think I've learned anything. I can't think of anything. How, how, how do you feel you've been um, best prepared for this? Oh, hold on, it says, uh, thank you for using Zoom here. Does that mean we're disconnected? No, no, I think it's just given us an extra, an extra time limit. So I, I think it's lifted the pressure of our okay. cap. Um, so, so how I would look at All right. someone like you. Sorry, what'd you say? So I was going to ask you, how do you think you have been better prepared to endure this lockdown than most people? Things like your YouTube channel, I, I assume, must be generating you some revenue. You've got a lot of stuff online that you're selling on Amazon, like you mentioned. You've got the advantage of you've got a great piece of equipment that you can take anywhere with you, that you can stress your body in a healthy, happy way with your kettlebells. And then, you know, you don't need a lot of space. So you don't need to go to the gym, a barbell. You're not a dumbbell. You're not a crossfitter. Like, how else would you think? Is it fair to say that that's getting you through? And then plus kind of your Wim Hof and your, your other, do you, do you meditate? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. I'll tell you what we're doing more. Uh, that's more focusing on creating more content. Like we're doing even more workouts now just to stay busy. We're also creating more content. Like we've just uh, sat down and said, all right, what are some of the courses that we can create? All right, let's do it. So every day we're busy just filming, cutting, editing, writing. Um, I guess that's the only thing that's changed for us. I haven't changed anything else. I really haven't learned anything other than that there's a lot of uh, media sheep out there. 
uh, other than that, I haven't learned, uh, learned anything. And do you do all the editing and, and kind of the graphics? What, what have you guys stuff? learned? Uh, what yes, about, what? yes, yes, yes. Uh, I do all the editing myself. Yes. Yeah, so uh, Keith, do you want to answer that question first? What have you learned? Um, what have I learned? I mean, there's a lot of... There's a lot of benefits to having those mental health practices. You know, like having that... You know, whether you meditate every day or not, or whether you listen to a certain mantra or a story or whatever it is every day is not really what the important thing. The important thing is that you have a strategy that you can grab onto. So um, whether it's exercise, what I've learned is it's easy to exercise in your house. It's easy. It's way easier. It's yeah. the reward is so valuable compared to, for me anyway, how my, uh, like neurology and how my internal system feels when I haven't exercised. And up until six weeks ago, I remember maybe seven weeks ago, I had a conversation with a client and I said, home workouts are not the thing. Your home is your nest. Your home is your little safe space, your zone, you're relaxed where you want to go home and you want to just sit on the couch and forget everything and lock yourself away from the world. And you want to eat, sleep, rest and recover. And that was my genuine long-term philosophy on home exercises and blah, blah, blah. I was like, look, home is just where you relax. Outdoors is where you exercise, gym, yoga studio, whatever. Scrap all that. Scrap all of that. Okay. The benefit yeah. now of a 30-minute blaster, like just whatever it is you want to do, whatever you like doing, you don't need equipment. You can do a 1,000 squats. When you sit down after and it's 31 minutes on the clock, the return on that investment is enormous. And I really, that's one thing I've learned. I think now what people are going to take is, I don't think people are going to run away from a gym or from a, from a yoga studio. But what you're going to find is when people are buried in work, they're traveling for their job or they're stuck in a hotel, you know, in their normal nine to five life, they have this inbuilt intrinsic memory of what it is to exercise at home and the reward that they get. I think you're going to get people slipping off, maybe in the short term, maybe not medium, long term. It might go back to the way it was. But I think people understanding now how easy it is to throw the mat out, do a lot of squats, push-ups, sit-ups, twists, turns, sitting on the couch after going, that's amazing. And it only took 35 minutes, and now I'm back to my other, my other job. Or people with kids, let me get up half an hour before the kids wake up and let me bash out a session. I think that's going to be really, really good memory for people to have um, post sort of isolation and lockdown. Absolutely. Uh, I think that feeds into what you've got as well. Nice because I don't have any kids. I'm in my parents' place. Like I said, I have a mat on the floor that, that's I found upstairs. If I was to now invest in some equipment, I wouldn't go buying a set of dumbbells. I think your kettlebells are your most versatile piece of equipment from almost every angle, they don't take up too much space in storage. You can stick them under the bed or under the couch, you know, or in, your, in the floor of your cupboard while you're not training, drag them out. There's almost zero space you need, a little bit of space in front and behind you, side to side, you know, you don't need to move your furniture around. You don't need to lay out mats and floor stuff. And then what can't you yeah. do with a kettlebell? Everything that you can do with a dumbbell, everything you can do with a barbell, 
Yeah, for me, the, the, the most perfect combination is a, a, a bar for pull-ups and a kettlebell. That's all I would ever need. And do you have a whole set of different weights? But, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm still interested to, to hear what uh, Caroline has learned. Oh, um, okay. I have fundamentally learned probably two things. The first is that I, I think everyone's predominantly very social and uh, being connected to my friends and to my family has helped me stay like really productive and busy and, and that keeps me feeling like I'm moving in a direction. Um, so that's probably the first connection, having real connection with my family and with my friends and making sure that I'm talking to them. And then the other one is like, I'm really cautious about where our whole society is moving to in the future. And this is why I think it's really important that we value the freedom that we have currently. And yes, we have a device that's with us all the time and that people can listen to and can track and everything. But at the same time, our generation is probably the last one that really has a lot of freedom without facial recognition and tracking in your car and like all of this stuff. And I, I think that element of freedom and freedom of speech is something that we really need to hold on to. Um, and we really need to defend because as we start to get even more global and even more interconnected, um, they're probably the things that look, look how much happiness we get off. Do you know what? Fuck my phone. I'm going to go to the beach or I'm going to go outside or I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to do what I want with my life as opposed to what I'm told I need to do. And uh, although this time currently is a little bit different, but what I've learned from this time, especially like now, is that that is something that we need to defend even more so. Like, yes, no government knows what they're doing right now. Everyone's just like, it's almost like, oh, one government went on to lockdown. We're going to go into lockdown. This is what all the scientists are telling us. But the truth is, is that no one really knows what the right approach is. They don't know if herd immunity is the right thing or to go into lockdown is the right thing or what the right approach is. So we're all just experimenting. So the fact that we need to have a conversation that we keep alive about, okay, I respect your opinion. Um, can you be open-minded enough to hear me out and respect my opinion? So... Look, I think that's something that's, that I'm learning now is even more valuable than what it was 10 years ago. And something that I was talking to my friend about recently, I remember um, in 2000, I was still living in Australia in Sydney, and we were about to go to war with Iraq, and Australia was about to go to war. And I remember over a million people in the streets of Sydney and me and my little sister were there. We were wearing anti-war t-shirts and we went out and paraded into the streets. And I remember over a million people, we had a huge like vote on it and we still went to war. So in the back of my mind, I have this thing like, they're going to do what they want anyway. So what mm. the hell is the point? But then there's a little part of me that's like, no, we can't ever give up the ability to fight for what we think is right. And back then I still thought that we shouldn't have gone to war with Iraq. And right now I still think, look, 
I don't know if what they're doing is right, but I'm going to defend my right to, to have speech and to speak mm. and to speak my opinion irrespective of what people think. So I think that's what I've learned now, that I don't want to be a coward to other people's opinions and, uh, and kind of hide behind, oh, okay, like this is what we need to do. I just need to not say anything. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. did I get way too political just there? Uh, Sorry. I like it. <laughs> I agree. You, you, you need to, like, one of the things people don't do enough of in just general world is they don't just sit and listen to the other side, you know? So, like, you can sit and watch your news and you can follow what your news is saying. This many deaths, this is the plan, this is the plan, this is the plan. But then, like, you don't have to go deep into your conspiracy theories to start to listen to the other side. The people who are like, well, why don't we defend the economy? Why don't we defend our, reason, our, our choice? Why don't, we, why don't we decide if we want to take the risk and step outside, you know? And you don't have to, just listening to it doesn't mean you have to buy into it or you don't have to agree with it. But it's like, like, like what you just described, somebody needs to say their view and other people need to listen. You go, half of that is a good idea, the other half, maybe not, maybe this is good, maybe that's good. And then everybody, the, the better ideas kind of float to the top. Most people give it enough time. Yeah. I you, you know, sorry to interrupt. Uh, you know how I treat this uh, as well, this whole situation, like a kettlebell, really, because uh, a lot of people always say, oh, I'm biased. And, uh, you know, I just like the kettlebell, so that's all I recommend. But it's not like that, because uh, I work with the barbell, I work with the dumbbell, I work with uh, anything that I can find, and I try it all. And I've researched it all. You know, it's not just like I stick with the kettlebell. This whole situation, I treat the same way. I don't just go and look at the, these conspiracy theories. I look at every side, all sides. I listen to it. I sit there for an hour looking at this. I sit there for an hour looking at that. And when I watch one of these uh, conspiracy, what they call conspiracy theory videos, I don't agree with all of it. But, uh, you know, as soon as I post it up, they're like, oh, you're crazy. But you, you're not even uh, engaging a conversation with me on what I think is correct from that video. Because I don't agree with the whole video, I might agree with a part of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, another thing I, I wanted to say is like, uh, everybody's always like, oh, why are you so worried about being tracked? You're already being tracked with your phone and all that. This is, this is right. They can do whatever they want with the phone, I'm pretty sure. But that's a choice, whether you carry that phone or not in your pocket. You can leave it at home and move away. So that's a choice. But as soon as we're talking about implants and all that stuff, you don't have a choice anymore. That's it. Rant over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's a good rant. It's a really good rant. Um, I agree with you as well. I, I want to be able to have the choice. I don't want to not yes. be allowed a choice whether I have something inserted into my body or not. That, that's not right. Um, anyway, so before we get too political, I think maybe we should, <laughs> we should wrap this up. So, Taco, I have had the pleasure of watching all of your videos as we were putting them up onto a life of education. And uh, it's really such a pleasure to, to speak to you and to get to know you properly. Um, we were watching your YouTube videos and you guys are just, you and Anna, so, such lovely people and really like very lovely to see what you guys are doing on YouTube and how you're connecting with people. So I am so excited to have your course on our platform. And I know Keith is as well. He was watching all your kettlebell stuff as well. Yeah. So, um, I definitely am. I, oh, thank I, you. I, I, um, 
like we, I use a kettlebell every now and again. My thing is mainly injury rehab, like that low level patch people up and then send them off to a strength and conditioning coach. Um, so the kettlebells are there. I use them every now and again, but looking at some of your movement patterns, I'm like, I never looked at that one that you would twist and raise your hand over your head, do a side flexion and a rotation. Brilliant. You know, hmm. I won't be giving that to people with 16 kilos, but I'll be giving that to people with a two kilo or a four kilo, you know, because I want to connect them. And I know, yeah. I know their movement patterns. They have never, ever done that before. And body weight, that twist is going to do one thing, but sticking a weight in their hand is going to light them up from a whole other perspective. So just watching your yeah. courses turned, I, I won't become a kettlebell diehard like you, but I'm like, brilliant. I'll take that. That's going to go in the, in the mental locker. That one will come out as well. So I think the kettlebell complexes videos that you did are amazing. I really enjoyed them. Um, there's so much good stimulus for, for creation there, you know? Um, and the best thing is you don't need any space. Like I'm, I've, I would consider now when we get out of COVID-19 and everyone's back in the gym and people say, what happens if a second wave come? I'd be like, listen guys, go down, buy some kettlebells, put them under your bed. We'll come back to it. Yeah. This happens again. We'll come back to it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we'll be prepared next time. Yeah. Gym equipment on the bed. <laughs> uh, a lot of people are finding it hard to get kettlebells now. Like everybody's rushing to get their kettlebells in, but uh, most of the businesses are sold out with kettlebells. I guess that's a good thing, you know, that people are now looking into kettlebells. Uh, yeah, that's the one positive thing. Let's help those other positives that we get out of it. Yeah. There will be. There definitely will be. Um, Taco, where anyway, can Taco, people fall in line? Where can yeah. they get your stuff? Where can they catch up with you on YouTube and, and social media and stuff? What are your handles? Uh, the store they can find at www.cavemantraining.com forward slash shop. Then on uh, YouTube, it's just youtube.com forward slash caveman training. On Instagram, it's uh, instagram.com forward slash real caveman training. Uh, real because uh, somebody else has uh, got the, uh, the caveman training uh, username already. Um, and on Facebook, uh, we've got some of the biggest groups for kettlebell training. So if you just type in kettlebell training, in the search, the biggest group uh, is 14,000 plus members. We own that. And Kettlebell Workout, 8,000 people. And there's also a CrossFit group that we run and MMA BJJ group. They all got tens of thousands of people in it. Perfect. So people can uh, join that and say hello, uh, ask questions. And it's always nice uh, to hear somebody pop by and say, hey, I saw you here or there, and I've got this question. So always tag me, feel free. I'm not uh, a different person than uh, anybody else. I'm just down to earth, and that's it. Say hello. <laughs> you have any plans to travel to Dubai in, the, in your travel plans? Um, uh, I don't have any uh, travel plans, but we go anywhere where there is a need for workshops or certifications basically like if there's people that uh, make it worthwhile as in there's enough people to pay for the trip etc then we'll be there wherever it is awesome well, hopefully amazing so hopefully once today. all of this is done we'll see you here soon in dubai one day yeah we'll meet all in right. person and we'll have another chat
I'm looking forward to it. And maybe uh, we'll meet somewhere else and walk a mountain with a kettlebell or yeah. something adventurous. Well, Caroline, <laughs> Caroline, you, she enjoys walking mountains, so uh, that's not yeah. a lot. I need now to climb on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's so, yeah. awesome. Nothing better than that. Brilliant. Okay, well, oh, yeah. let's hopefully meet in person someday. Wish you all the best and good luck in, uh, with Italy and everything that's happening there. Stay safe. Yeah, yeah you guys too. Thanks for inviting me. See you later. Cheers, Taka. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.